host, Pam Benjamin. Every Monday, hanging out with you. We're gonna get to it in a couple seconds with a bunch of new comedians, comedians you've seen before. Today, our special panel guest host is Yuri Kagan. Yeah! Which means you guys are gonna have a great panel of expert. Um, I thought Stephanie Silverman was gonna be on the panel tonight, but I might be wrong. She might have told me that she had something else to do. But if that's the case, I love other people on the panel. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch in. And uh, But you guys are lucky. Yuri Kagan. Yuri, why don't you say a few words about yourself? Um, I'm 5'8". For the people that don't know, I'm lying. I, uh, I uh, do stand-up. I wrote a book called Vodka and Limelight, and uh, that's me. I also have a weekly show called Shit Talk at Oasis. Where is Oasis? It's at 12th and Howard, I believe. Right on. Yeah. Didn't know you had a uh, weekly show there. And what's this? Tell us about this book that you've written. This book, it's a vodka and limelight. It's short stories about me bartending in um, an obscure bar in the middle of the Castro. You learn about all the weird shit I've seen. Can I say shit? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, you, you learn about swear. all the weird, obscure shit I've seen that for me is normal and to everyone else is very weird. Um, um, you learn about the first time I did cocaine. That's a, that's a, that's a little sneak peek. Nice. Um, and uh, how it wasn't very good. What's, was, was what's the craziest thing you've uh, been involved with at a bar? Um, well, there, there's a story in the book, this is a sneak preview, um, where I walked in on a gentleman getting rimmed. Um, that gentleman getting rimmed was a bum. There was a lot what? of dingleberries. It was very fun, very interesting. Um, wow. It was great. Uh, it really changed the way I looked at homeless people. Um, was it a, it was, was it one questionably housed person rimming another questionably housed person? No, it was a, a well-to-do person, which they always start at well-to-do and they just turn to a mess and end up with whoever's in the, in the bathroom stall. That's just how, uh, wow. it's not a gay thing. It's just how people work. Like guys just like getting it like anywhere. Anywhere they can. Like, you lower your standards the more you drink, you know? We all know what that's like. Wow. We all went to prom, am I <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not a, a butthole-licking kind of person, so that whole thi- that whole situation seems kind of strange to me to begin with. But, hey, to each his own, I guess that's, that's... His or her own. You his never know. or her, I'm yeah. To, I'm I not mean, here to judge. I'm not, well, I, I am here to judge. It's actually what I love to do. Some people drink kombucha. <laughs> some people give rim jobs. I hate I kombucha. There's, there's am probiotics I the either way. I hate it too. I think it's disgusting. It, I would it, probably actually rather give a rim job than drink a kombucha. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> With it, I mean, that weird, that weird slimy stuff at the bottom of the kombucha. What is that? That's gross. I don't know, but they're both weirdly slimy and they both stink. I don't like my mouth near either one of those. Good point. Right on. Uh, hey, before we get started, Yuri, do you want to go up on stage and do some jokes so we know how funny you are? Um, I'd love to. Yay, everybody, Yuri Kagan! <laughs> Yuri Kagan! So I uh, have no new material. Thank you very much. Uh, I, uh, I do have some stories, though. Um, the first thing is, uh, here, I'll, t- I'll tell you my new joke that I just told everyone. Um, I'm from San Diego. Anyone here from San Diego? Yeah, San Diego's great. It's great. Um, I'm from East County, San Diego, the part that people don't talk about. All right. Uh, I'm from the part of San Diego that makes Flamin' Hot Cheetos sound like an appetizer. You know what I mean? Um, another thing is that like, living in San-, San Diego, being from there, I can tell where any woman is from based on their manicure. Right? Like, if, do you know that if you look directly at a woman's uh, clear tip manicure with the glitter on the end, the glitter is directly proportionate to just how trampy her stamp is. Well, that's a new one, thank you. Yeah. The way I tell people I do stand-up is by saying, hi, my name's Yuri, and I'm gonna be your Lyft driver today. That's, 
That's how I do it. Um, and the thing that's weird about being a Lyft driver is, first off, you uh, learn a lot of shit about everybody, right? Like, women, rich women always seem to be fucking hungry. All they talk about is being hungry. I don't get it. Um, I recently had these women get into my car, and they're like, so can we get into the Ritz-Carlton, please? So I was like, all right, whatever, you know? And these women, they looked really good for 45 or really bad for 30. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. They've had enough work done to look a little like Caitlyn Jenner, but n you know, just slightly less to where you get a little confused. You know, you're like, we don't know how you're born, but we're accepting it. You know, and these women, uh, like, they're they're, they're like, uh, it's weird because all they talk about is being hungry when it's like, bitch, you don't eat, right? And you don't eat. You didn't naturally wake up a size zero. It didn't happen. But these women, they get in the car and they're like, uh, there's a the whole conversation. It's like. I am so hungry. You look so cute. You look so cute. I love your hair. I am so hungry too. You look you look alright. You look good. I look better though, but you, you look so cute. Thank you. I am so hungry. I am so hungry too. Have you been to that one restaurant, Neiman Marcus? It's so good on the very top. They have little bread. It's so good. Bread. Mm. I'm so hungry. You look so good. I haven't been there, but there's one restaurant I went to in downtown. It's so good. It's super expensive, super exclusive. You know, it's like all appetizers. You actually leave hungrier than you were when you got there. Have you been there? Have you been there? I am so hungry. You look so cute. No, I haven't been there, but there's one restaurant I go to which is super exclusive, low in carbs. All we eat is gold. Have you been there? Have you been there? Um... Yeah, normally this goes on and on. I just let the joke just poop onto the floor and go from being a joke to a sad part of my life. Yeah. Um, here, uh, do I have time? I have, a, I have a story for you. Okay, so I have a story. Uh, uh, so wh how long have you guys lived in San Francisco? Three years, eight years, five years. You all knew. Seven. Visiting. Lucky you. Where do you live? Minneapolis. I've been to Minneapolis. My favorite bar in Minneapolis is uh, not Betty Dangerous, but the other one with the weird. Um, the w they have a Ferris wheel and booze. They give you booze and a Ferris wheel, and you get fucked up. We know that. You know why? You know why it wouldn't happen here? Because no one would ever give that type of insurance. Only in Minneapolis. <laughs> it's it's one of the best places in the world. S side note. Um, only in Minneapolis, I went to the Mall of America, and I was like, hey, do you have any um, Jewish stars you know, for my mom? And they pointed me towards all the pagan symbols. <laughs> and I was like, do we not have a world religions class anywhere? <laughs> Jews, do you have an accountant? Like, nothing. Um, anyway, so I've lived in San Francisco too long. I've lived in San Francisco so long that I judge other neighborhoods based on just how much they smell like pee, right? <laughs> And the thing is, like, I'm totally dead inside. Like, I homeless people, they don't, nothing. Like, I literally don't care about anything. And that's what happens when you live here. And the thing is, I live in an area called Tenderloin. And for people that don't know, you may not know this, but in the Tenderloin, on the same block, first of all, gentrification is delicious. It's absolutely delicious. But on the same, it's delicious. But on the same block, you buy your personal drip really expensive coffee. You can buy your really expensive personal drip crack. It's the same thing, same thing. And cops never show up. They never show up, ever. And so the other day, I was walking home. It was, this is like two weeks ago. And there these two pit bulls in front of my house with these two dudes hanging out because it's 3 o'clock, you know? And I'm walking in my building, and 
I called the cops because I'm that guy. The second I got in my building, I was like, hey, cops. You know, somehow, ever since I turned 30, I called the cops at the drop of a hat. I'm that guy. But I called the cops, and I was like, hey, cops, um, there's these two guys with pit bulls, and they're off leash. I'm going to walk my two dogs. I don't think it's safe. Can you guys handle it? They laughed and hung up on me. It's a true story. <laughs> two minutes goes by. Then I call them back. I'm like, hey. There are these guys with the, you know, the, the pit bulls, and, and uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, can you do something? And then the lady's like, are either one of them armed? And I was like, mm, yeah, 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 they're armed. And then she's like, which one? And I was like, the, the tall one. Yeah, the tall one. And yeah, and you know what? I have a gun, and I'm going to go walk my dogs, and if anyone gets in my fucking way, it's on you, bitch. Hung up. Two minutes went by, the entire block is cleaned up completely. No homeless people, no shit, nothing. And then I tell a story to my mom, and my mom's like, good for you. I didn't know you had a gun. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to keep going? I have one more. All right, I have one more. I don't know if this goes anywhere, but uh, so the thing is, like, living in San Francisco, it, it just grades on you, right? It grades on you so much, and the homeless people, like, everyone that's not from here thinks that we're all horrible people, the way we, like, completely ignore homeless people like they're the wind. But here's the thing is, like, every day when someone's like, hey, you have a dollar, you have a dollar, it grades on you because what happens is you go, no, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry, dude, I don't have a dollar, you have a dollar, no, I'm sorry, you have a dollar, fuck you, ah! and, like, all day, every day, every day, right? So I'm walking my dogs, me and the boyfriend, a little drunk, um, the, the two dogs are like, Woo, you know, yapping yep it up. We, they go into a little corner store, and there's a, that, our, our corner crackhead lady that she knows. Like, in my head, whenever I see her, I'm like, don't talk to me because I'll kill you, right? Like, she's crazy. She's crazy. She knows how to get to me, but I keep my craziness under wraps. So I tell my boyfriend, I was like, hey, you, while you're in the store, hurry up because that bitch, if she comes next, like, close to me, I will lose my shit. I keep my crazy under wraps, so I'm a nice person. I don't go crazy on people, but I... Like, she, she's like that one crazy crackhead lady that knows how to get to it, right? And so, as he's in the store, I look at her and she's like, does that thing from Kingpin, you know, like, ah, you know? And I was like, that's it, I'm gonna fucking lose it, I'm gonna lose it. And then I was like, hey, boyfriend, hurry up, and dogs are like yapping it up, going crazy, like, you know, like licking each other in, in fun places and stuff. And then I was like, what the fuck do I do? Can you imagine if I had a gun? People say that guns don't kill people. I think they cut out the middleman. Anyone else? All right, thank you very much. That's my time. My name's Yuri. Yay, Yuri Kagan. Now you know why he is going to be giving you guys comments today on your jokes. Uh, if you guys have comments on people's jokes as well, feel free to step up to the other microphone that's in front and uh, tell people you can take notes. You can be uh, as helpful as you want to be. And uh, we try to be real helpful. The thing we talk about here at Joke Workshop is the motto is if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make sure the bread tastes good. Right on. Wheeling on up to the stage. Our first four-minute set uh, by our first comedian of the Joke Workshop. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jackson McBrayer. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I don't know where to look. I'm surrounded. It's cool. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, first question, who invented monogamy? Because uh, I don't think it was women. And I don't think it was men. I think it was people who were bad at sex. 
Like that's who invented. They're like, you know what? I don't know if I'm good at this. I want to lock you down and make sure you don't fuck anyone else. Because if you could fuck someone else, you wouldn't come back and fuck me, and that would make me sad. And I don't trust my own sexual prowess enough to share you with anyone because I'm selfish. That's who I think invented monogamy. Uh, Yes, I know I'm a sex addict. I can admit that. That's okay. But, you know, I can't run or jump. I can't do a lot of things. But I can definitely fuck your girlfriend better than you can. If you don't believe me, I'll bet her I can. I have a, I have a solution for world peace. Mothers teach your daughters to masturbate at an early age. Now, let me explain why. See, I was talking to one of my multi-orgasmic friends. And we were discussing it, and I realized that every multi-orgasmic woman I've ever met has had one thing in common. They all started masturbating in an early age. Got me to thinking, well, if I ever become a father of a daughter, I can't mansplain masturbation to a girl. That doesn't end well for anyone. But if her hypothetical mother teaches her how to masturbate, she will have better sex her entire life and be happier. We'll do away with slut-shaming. Hell, we'll probably do away with the monogamy. Everyone will be having better sex. Have you ever had sex with a multi-orgasmic girl? It's like fucking with the cheat codes on. It's just better. Uh, yeah, it's okay. I, I think that war, sex is not war. Love is not war. Love is a peace treaty. It's two people coming together so they can come together. I also think this is very apt because whenever you hear people talking about an, a negotiation, they say, the sign of a truly good negotiation is when both sides feel like they got fucked. Now, if you don't feel like you got fucked, you're doing sex wrong. Ah, uh, yes, and I said doing sex wrong because I'm a fucking professional. Uh, so my mommy always told me that peer pressure is bad. So why the fuck are these two questions okay? So when you're getting married, so when you're having kids, like why the fuck do I have to make your bad life decisions? Like, I get it, it fucks up your life, but it's socially acceptable, you get to fit in with all of your friends now. I understand, it has all the earmarks of peer pressure, but for some reason, that's socially acceptable? No, fuck you, stop trying to peer pressure me into your fucking mold of existence. I, I, I don't know, I'm just, yeah, it's fine. I get it, like, see, cripples are castrated by mainstream society, and the fact that I get laid at least as much as most of my friends, means that I'm playing this game with a handicap, literally. So yeah, maybe, I'm, maybe I am just a little bit better than you. Thank you, I'm Jackson McBrayer. Jackson McBrayer. All right, so the way that the joke workshop works is that Yuri is going to give his comments. Uh, I'll probably jump in, and then if there's other comments after that, just find that microphone in front and tell Jackson what you think. Okay, so uh, the monogamy thing. Uh, what was I gonna say? Fuck. Whatever. I, I don't even can't even read my own writing. Fuck a girl. Something. Yes. Uh, I was gonna say the girl that's telling you about multiple orgasms is never a girl that you're actually dating. I would think. Uh, am I wrong? It was a girl I was having sex with. Was having sex with is different than dating. That's not the same thing. So that's it. all I'm saying is, so it's just like it might be funny to point out, describe the girl that talks about her multiple orgasms, because the girl, in my experience, that talks to anybody about multiple orgasms in conversation, even if they have them, but actually is articulate and talks about it and talks about how they start masturbating really early. It's, it might be true, but it sounds like the beginning of like every porn, right? It sounds like it sounds a little not real. So, I, it doesn't would mean it, it help if I said it was after sex? It was like pillow I, talk? well, well, what I'm saying is so. 
I think that most people see you on stage and they're already assuming that they are already wondering, does it work, right? Right. And so you should address that first. That's my opinion. And talk about it and really, like, say all the cripple stuff. Like, say it as many times as you can. Address all at the very beginning. Then go into that. New joke workshop. Well, because, like, otherwise, I don't believe it. Does that make sense? But then, uh, and also, uh, what was I going to say? So then the marriage stuff. Um... I wasn't really sure where you were going with it. Oh, just that asking people when they're getting married and when they're having kids is just another form of peer pressure. But maybe, I was going to say, maybe connect it to the concept of monogamy, right? Sure. Peer pressure, it monogamy. Was the through line. The yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, like, a callback, like, if you have a simple thing about multi orgasms and be like, the reason I don't want to get married is because I want to be with someone that has multiple orgasms, okay? Like, because really, realistically, if you're married to someone for a long time, those orgasms will go away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> multiple ones that they'll, they'll, they'll diminish after a while. Let's be real. Um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Have you? Are you? Are you married? Oh, 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 the other thing I was gonna say is you ca- said a person who has multiple orgasms is not a woman. So, oh. so a man that has multiple orgasms that's gonna be very interesting, right? No one will believe that. Right? Because we all know it's a woman, right? When you say multiple orgasms. Yeah, but I mean, there's also tantric orgasms, which are a thing. Anyway, that's another joke. Yeah. It's okay. It's I'm just saying it's just funny they called it a person as opposed to a woman. Fair that's enough. Fair. Yeah. He doesn't believe in the gender binary. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in San Francisco too long, you know. Too long. She's a person. Just kidding. Uh, I liked how you mixed new jokes and old jokes. I knew some of that stuff was new. And, um, and I like how you brought your old stuff back in. So that definitely worked for me. Does anyone else have any comments? Get up to the microphone. There's a chair over there. Nobody has comments. All right, then clap your hands wildly for Jackson McBrayer. He just hopped right off that stage like a professional. All right, your next comedian is here to make you laugh. With his four minutes, put your hands together for Jesse Warren. Yeah, all right. Uh, so I'm always looking for the next uh, big app idea. This weekend, I think I found it. Uh, I, I decided to build this app called Does Chief Keef Like This? And if you don't know who Chief Keef is, just picture a hip-hop artist named Chief Keef. That's <laughs> pretty much it. He's this really hardcore rapper. Uh, he's most famous for doing this song called Don't Like. It's a song that goes, fake shoes, that's that shit I don't like. <laughs> Fake truths, that's that shit I don't like. Right, it's barely even a song, it's mostly just him listing things he isn't quite fond of. But, uh, but anyway, it's the inspiration for my website, so, back to, so you can enter in items on this app where, uh, and it'll tell you whether or not Chief Keef likes it. So, right? so if, you enter in, if you enter in fake shoes, it'll be like, that's that shit I don't like. <laughs> Uh, but the downside of his website is I was working with a very limited data set, mostly just all the things he explicitly listed in his song. <laughs> so, so if you put in anything that's not in the song, it makes the assumption that he likes it, which is a pretty big assumption to make. If you, if you put in croissants, I put in croissants, it should have said, like, that's that shit I like. 
but really, I don't know if Chief Keef likes uh, likes that shit. He might not be a fan of pastry. He, <laughs> he well, he, he might he might not he, he might be gluten free. Yeah, okay. Chief Keef's not gluten free. No rapper is gluten free. I I, I take that back. Drake might be gluten free. <laughs> yeah, Drake might be gluten free. He's a very soft guy. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's yeah, that's the end of that joke. Uh, but hey, if you if you want like the link to the app, I'll give it to you after if you want to play around with it. You can beta test it for me uh, before it goes out in production. Uh, all right, so I was. I think it's good to experiment with spirituality. Uh, in college, I went through a religious phase that lasted like one, maybe two hours. And it was because I got so high. I got so high that I thought I was gonna die because my, I couldn't swallow. So I, I, my mouth and throat was so dry. I thought I was gonna die by cotton mouth. Uh, so I didn't know what to do. I was freaking the fuck out. If anybody else has had this experiment, you might have done some, or this experience, you might have done something similar. I don't know, I overreact. I got down on my hands and knees in a prayer position and I started praying to God. I said, God, if you can save me, I'll dedicate my life to you. I'll do whatever you, what you want. Just save me. I don't want to die. I'm too young. And But now everybody else at the Taco Bell thinks I'm fucking crazy <laughs> or like a Muslim person, but I didn't know what to do. And I came there with my homie and he was so high also. He just was didn't know what was going on. He was just like, they probably don't have that on the menu. Or order something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I. <laughs> I should probably order something else. <laughs> I feel better. Now. Okay, yeah, I'd probably order something else. But after an hour, after after about an hour, I was uh, I was coming down and I felt a lot better, which was cool. But I was also kind of bummed out because I had made all this promised all this God stuff, which is a huge drag. I didn't want to do any of that. It sounded like a whole lot of work. Uh, so I kind of rationalized with myself and decided that it was okay if I didn't do it. Like besides like, it's not like me and God shook on it. It's like if he came down and he was like, Jesse, a deal's a deal. And I didn't have my fingers crossed. I'd be like, for sure, man. Like I'm gonna go through with this, <laughs> but but that didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm not religious anymore, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's all, thank you. Jesse Warren. Hey, Yuri, what you got to say? Um, I was gonna say at the very beginning, uh, it, I was gonna, this is a suggestion, so. It was very clear that you're nervous, but the th problem is the, the mic kept on going away from your face, so I'm sure people couldn't hear you. So if you're in a comedy club, the thing is, if you have the mic next to you, it makes it easier for you to project and also take a breath. Hold the mic, watch your posture, because like all the nervous stuff, like as long as you know what your nervous thing is, just watch it and no one else knows, right? Because no one else would know otherwise. Um, the app idea, cool. Um, the college religious thing, um, talking about drugs, cool, funny, um, although it's like what everyone else, like you'll hear a million people talk about the same thing, so my suggestion would be like describe God or describe how you're feeling. Like very simple, just describe how it is to you because then it's authentic and, and it would make more sense. Like for example, you say religious phase, um, describe how you feel and maybe a simile, comparing it. Um, if you were in a comedy club and you said the Muslim person thing, you would have gotten a lot of backlash, which is fine but you said it in a question. 
So I'd suggest to say an affirmative. If you can say something derogatory, go for it. But oh, it's not meant to be derogatory. So, like, but it is derogatory, so it's, it's totally fine. Always, like, drop down and, like, which is totally fine, but it comes off derogatory, which is totally, it's comedy. That's totally acceptable. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you said in a question mark, so do you, whenever you say anything in question mark on stage, people don't know if you believe it, so they stop paying attention. So what would happen in a comedy club is everyone would be just talking amongst themselves. So that, that's my only suggestion. If you can say something, pick something, or praying to Krishna, or whatever you, you think is funny, it's all funny. Just say it in affirmatives, and it'll sell much better. But that's just my opinion. Cool. Uh, I liked it when you mentioned last week I heard that first joke, the app joke, which worked really well tonight. But I liked it when you mentioned the 24-hour work oh, thing with the app that was like... Right, the context for why you're building an app. I mean, everyone's building a fucking app right now, so that's not you don't need a lot of context for that, but I thought your context was funny okay. when you did it on Friday at the happy hour. I was like, ah, he's building an app for 24 hours, and you're like, fuck this app. That's why I'm doing this. And then the app itself was really silly. And then the other thing you forgot to mention is you just said that you were so high on drugs, but you didn't specifically say Adderall. Yeah, I changed it to weed just to... Just to, else. yeah, gotcha. Just to make it more relatable. Because I actually, I talked about the Adderall thing, and a lot of people don't know what it is. Really? Is me, but like, I think everybody pretty much knows what Adderall is. Uh, I, I, like, I did it to these people, and they were like, what does that do? And I was just like, you're a loser. You're were you, were you, doing, you were doing comedy in a church? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> Talking to God? Yeah, Doesn't I, know what Adderall is? What if you just explain whatever the drug is and explain it, explain it like you're talking to a child? It'll be funny regardless, right? Like if you're like, if you don't know what it is and whatever you describe it as will come out funny. All the kids around here. Right, and, the, and when you said it on Friday, or you actually broke it down and you're like, I took 60 milligrams of time-release Adderall and I snorted it. You were really, really high. You probably could have died. I mean, I don't know how much Adderall it takes to kill you, but... No, it's way more than 60. I like looked it up later, but I felt like I was going to Yeah, I've been there on the meth. <laughs> 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 meth has brought me to that place before. You're like, I need to smoke pot to calm down, and then it just makes it worse. <laughs> it's bad news. What about like an analogy? Ginny, use the microphone. Oh, sorry. Go up to the front. And, uh, there's, there's one. Okay, like, like a normal person would take like 10 to 15 milligrams, but then like give an analogy that could be funny, like, you know, someone who, like, really can't pay attention or something. I don't know, but, like, a funny way. Like, someone who, like, you know, like, has to throw shit at their teacher or whatever needs, like, 20 milligrams of Adderall or something. But, like, funnier than that. Yeah, and I don't know if this is me being a purist for comedy or drugs, but I feel like it's important to me that whatever dr drug your experience is about, you make the bit still about that. Because I feel like you'll be able to find something more genuine in that. Because it happened to you on Adderall, and you yeah. switch it to weed, those two drugs have opposite effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've had a similar experience on weed. But I, 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 I have a stronger emotional connection to the Adderall story. Stronger emotional connection to the Adderall. That's, that's a cute way to say it. I just had one thing uh, with the rap thing. When you say, this is what I like, you should say, this is what I do like. That's the rhythm of it. You don't say, this is what I don't like. You should go, this is what I do like. It should fall in the same rhythm as the one you're, if you're parroting it, and do the whole thing. Oh, there you go. Very nice, George. All right. Clap your hands together, everybody. Jesse Warren. And we are listening to weird banjo harmonica stuff from a group called The Bad Livers. They sent it to me in the mail. 
And so if people send me CDs in the mail, I play them on the radio. If any of you guys are in a band or you know bands, uh, just send me a CD. I like that. Your next comedian has the best hair in the biz. Absolutely bar none. Not wearing a hat today so we can see his shiny, glorious locks. Put your hands together for the funny, funny jokes of Joey Avery. Yeah, I, I fuck with that intro, Pam. I like that. I like that tagline. Uh, did anyone else just have the most San Francisco experience ever when you watched a guy in a data shirt tell a joke about making an app? I was like, the future's here, and it's exactly what everyone says it is. Um, <laughs> I had a I had a cool experience last night. I was at the Warriors game. Pam was there as well. A little little basketball game. I like I really enjoy sports. I like sports, but I don't always understand them. Like I get the games. I know what happens during the game, but there's a weird amount of social shit that we just accept with sports that I don't understand. Like I was watching the game and watching there was a seven footer from Australia and a seven footer from Africa both on the court and I was like, man, if you're born anywhere on this planet with the genes to grow to be seven feet tall, a group of older men from your community will form around you and help you learn how to throw a ball through a hoop so you can move to a different continent and make millions of dollars. That's a strange fact of life, right? There's other weird shit, too. Like, at halftime, people came out, and they were shooting T-shirts out of a cannon, okay? Which I understand. I like catching things just as much as the next guy. But it's weird to watch people sit up from $300 seats and set down $15 beers with the hopes of catching one $3 T-shirt that was loomed by a small Bangladeshi child for 25 cents. That's a weird thing to witness, It's strange, the same people that will pay $250 to wear the shirt of a man who is statistically more likely to fuck your girlfriend than ever be your friend. That's a strange event to be at. I don't quite understand that. I don't know. I do understand why athletes get laid. I get it. It's hot, sexy. You know, but I was also like, man, that's the last thing these guys need. They're making tons of money. They get to play a game that they love every day. Okay, and they're getting laid for that. Like, that's, I get, I get entertainment, right? Theoretically, it could happen if you made it in comedy, but I don't think anyone should ever sleep with me because I got good at comedy. They should fuck me because I do fucking sales every day, and that shit sucks ass. All right? That's when I need to get fucked, all right? That's what I deserve it for. Okay, I'm taking it all day. Let me give it for once. All right? Let me give it just a little bit, all right? A little sweet release. We should all be more liberating with that, right? Like, don't fuck an athlete. Fuck a janitor, all right? He needs that. He needs that shit, all right? He cleans up poop. You should let him put it in your butt. Um, same, I'd say same with guys because girls need it too. You don't need to hit up Instagram models and things like that. But I'm also really hesitant to tell guys that they should go up to women and be like, just so you know, well, fuck yeah. If you want, I don't... I don't think we need any more of that. We're probably at quota. Um, <laughs> yeah, sports, there's so much money involved. I feel like there's even technology around. Like, every time I go to a Super Bowl party, someone has bought a new, larger, and flatter TV. 
and the technology gets crazier every year. They just keep getting bigger and flatter and bigger and flatter. I feel like by the time I'm an adult, there's just going to be an entire wall of your house that's a screen, right? Which sounds cool, but it's also horrifying to think that every morning you'll wake up and be making breakfast and just flip the news on and some 15-foot-tall person's going to be like, don't have a good day. The world is horrible. You need to remember that. Children are dying. And if a bomb didn't go off today, we will dredge up a cold case and tell you how horrible the world is. Don't enjoy your day. Um, it's, a, it's a little off topic. Uh, <laughs> but I do worry about what's going to happen because I'm like, look, if we have that in the house, how the fuck am I ever supposed to teach my kids how to read? You know, what am I going to go up to a three-year-old and be like, hey, why don't we turn off that three-dimensional singing and dancing purple dinosaur, all right? And we're going to read a book about a train that either will or will not get to the top of a mountain based solely on its powers of self-motivation, <laughs> right? That's not going to happen. That's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. Joey Avery. Yay. All right. Comments from the peanut gallery. Uh, for, okay, first off, the guy you described at the very end is totally me, so fuck off. But the, which the guy, wait, which guy? The one who's like, I hate everything. Um, but yeah, that, I, I, that's me. I'm like, that's how I, I feel I, when glass, I look at the news. First off, the glass is half empty at all times. I think it'll be a very pleasant surprise <laughs> when it's half full. Um, then the second part is uh, the train thing. It could have been, a, 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 if you change it slightly, it could be a dick joke, right? So like the what'd you say uh, may or may not get up the train. Oh, uh, just just saying like it might be like since you were already right, talking like about a sex. Innuendo. If you just do it slightly and like looking down or talking about someone else might be funny. Right. Just an idea. So you think the little engine that could is all about impotence? It could be. <laughs> it, could, it could be, which I think I think it'd be funnier if it would be. That's actually pretty funny. Um, the other one is uh uh so uh. First off, I was going to say, I hate when good-looking people are funny because it really pisses me off. So I'll you did that. that. You're funny. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the, I Fuck would compare yeah. the $3 shirt to something. Like, I, yeah. I would compare, like, why they're grabbing for the $3 shirt the way, I don't know. Right. The way you see, like, you know, during Katrina, all the people that wanted food. Yeah. Like that. Oh I don't know. Something yeah, like really fucked Somalian up. Somalian looking is funny. for an aid drop. That's exact. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I would say that. That's both offensive and very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't fuck an athlete. Um, I was going to say maybe go a little bit more extreme. Like, fuck the toothless guy on the subway. Yeah. Or, um, you know, the guy that's like, hey, ladies. Uh, you know, that guy. Like, he won't, he may not kill you. But, like, or um, another one is, like, don't, like, instead of, if you can't afford to donate to a charity, fuck someone. Right. Right. So right. Like, just, like, going along with that, you could right. do a whole bunch of examples that might be funny. Right. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Anyone else? Hell yeah. You could name your train Thomas, too. Thomas. I mean, if you do make a sexual innuendo. (laughs) Um, No, it's um, the other one's the tank engine. Thomas is just a train. I I thought I'd come up with this, but apparently there already is a rapper whose name is Thomas the Dank Engine. Wow. Which is fucking awesome. All right. Thank you, guys. That's right. Yay. I have a Warriors joke, but I haven't been able to make it funny yet because it's all just puns, and there aren't enough Warriors fans that also go to comedy shows, so it's, I just tell them individually. All right, your next comedian is 
hilarious and amazing. She had an incredible set last Friday on Pamtastics, and partially because the room was filled with 41 of her friends. But uh, but it was awesome. They loved her comedy. I loved your comedy, too. Not because your friends... It was amazing that there were so many people that came out to see you. That That's never happened here. That's like a record in the past four years. We've never had that many people at Pamtastics, and it's been going on for like four and a half years, so... Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Uh, and I wish that we could have paid everybody, but the station is just in such dire straits that I took all the money uh, from all of your friends. But you guys are going to laugh at our jokes right now. Put your hands together for Jenny Hogan. I did finally learn that the secret to comedy is just bringing the whole audience. <laughs> <laughs> Telling them that they have to laugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, like like twelve of my coworkers invited themselves the day of, uh, but it was great. It was fine. I was like, I'm going to talk about masturbation, and they were like, That's why we're coming. Um, so, I uh, I've had some pain in my left toe recently, and I normally don't go to the doctor unless I'm like seventy percent sure that I'm dying. Uh, and I didn't think that this toe pain was really going to do it for me. Um, but I was kind of like having trouble like walking around just because I've been like more heavily on my right foot and like I can't really walk in a straight line. Like people always think I'm drunk and honestly like sometimes I'm not. And <laughs> it was it was just like getting to the point where I, I kind of felt like I had to go to the doctor. So I went to UCSF and the two people who were looking at my foot were like medical students. They come in first and they just like seemed really incompetent. Like they couldn't figure out who was supposed to be like asking the questions, you know, and they were like talking over each other. And like on like one of them was a black guy and one of them was a woman. So I didn't even know who to trust. Uh, and, and, um, but the, the woman, the black guy was like a lot more hesitant to just start like touching me, which kind of makes sense. Like I get that. Um, but the woman started like playing with my toe and literally like moves my toe around for two seconds. And she's like, oh shit. I think this is a bone problem. You may never walk again. And I was like, okay, like I walk right now, but um, <laughs> I don't know if you've done a thorough enough investigation to conclude that I'm never going to walk again. And then uh, I left, or no, sorry, they left and went and like got the real doctor. Cause that's how it works. You know, like the students have to kind of like do their practice, but I think eventually like a real doctor has to sign off on stuff, especially if you're like never going to be able to walk again, you know? Um, and. And so he, like, comes in, and uh, I say to him immediately, I'm like, oh, yeah, so she told me that, like, it might be, like, really, really serious because it's, like, some kind of dysfunction in, like, my foot, and, like, I might have trouble walking, like, forever. And the doctor's like, she told you what? Like, he's, like, really pissed off. And, you know, he's, like, an older white guy, so, like, finally. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, probably, like, Bernie Sanders or something, or, like, Paul Sanford, like, Something, something like that. maybe my dad. I don't know. Um, so he uh, told me that I ne- needed like a um, like a, a cream with uh, anti-inflammatory stuff in it, and I needed to do that for a month, and then it would be better. Um, so it was great, and then I left. Uh, but I, I kind of got to thinking like he made me feel so like calm just because he was so confident, and I was like, okay, doctors probably like have to be confident or at least like seem confident, you know. So, but that's probably not good in general, like at all jobs. And people often tell me that like, I don't seem confident enough, which is weird because like in my head, like I think I'm the shit and I just like maybe don't do a good enough job portraying that. But, uh, I, um, so like you wouldn't want someone to be like a very overconfident, like weatherman, you know, because then like they're going to tell you, you don't need an umbrella and like, you're going to need an umbrella, you know, and that's fucked up. Uh, 
And then I got to thinking of like other jobs that you would or would not want to be super confident for, and uh, I couldn't think of any more, so I'd love suggestions when we do feedback on this set. Um, <laughs> all right, next joke. I, uh, you know how people, like companies run ads on Facebook, like in your newsfeed? You've probably seen this. It's like <laughs> half of everybody's newsfeed. No, it's like 90%. So I, uh, at one point got some ad credit where like I could run ads on Facebook and like I could have chosen to like donate them to the ASPCA or something, but I decided instead that I would run a picture of my face as like the ad and then like write my phone number on it and like tell guys to text me. Cause Facebook has like insane <laughs> ad targeting where you can just like target whoever the fuck you want. Um, so I, but I didn't know what would be like a good like click through rate on my ad. You know, that's how they measure like the success of ads, how many people click on them relative to how many people see them. So at the same time that I ran my ad, I also ran a picture of a blank gray screen, you know, just as like a, a comparison point. So I was like, okay, I'll see if I get like 200% more clicks than this blank gray screen. <laughs> and I ran the ad for like a week. Uh, I got me and the gray screen. We were like neck and neck. Like. <laughs> I'll be honest, like the gray screen beat me, but only by a little bit. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to take my, uh, how am I doing on time? I don't know if I have the, okay, okay. Um, all right, uh, I took my ads, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it on like uh, YouTube now. So YouTube, you have to run video ads. So I was like, let me film myself like looking sophisticated or whatever. So I like put like green food dye in like white wine kale juice, duh, and then like film myself like reading some thick book, you know, like it could have been the Bible, like it could have been a dictionary. Uh, and then I put this ad on YouTube and uh, no one texted me. But then I went to Reddit and on Reddit, you're allowed to target your ads just to gamers. And that one killed it. That was great. Uh, <laughs> actually, only one person texted me. Uh, his name was Grilled Cheesy. That was his Reddit handle. Um, he never made me a grilled cheese, but that's fine. The ad worked. Okay, I'm Jenny. Bye. Jenny Hogan. So you specifically wanted feedback on jobs that you got. Oh, use the keep the microphone. Keep the microphone. We're still on the radio. Uh, jobs that are that require a lot of confidence. Yeah, versus jobs where it would be bad to be too confident. You know. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's landscaper, if you're too confident and you start smacking away at those bushes, you yeah. just might lose a finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like anyone cutting things, like haircut, like waxing. Haircut, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a sex store employee. Oh, good, yeah. Owner. That's good. I was yeah. a bomb diffuser. Oh, that's good. I'm really confident, and you're still cutting stuff. So. Yeah, good. Dang, cutting, good. Cutting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Window watcher. Yeah. Maybe suicide hotline. (laughs) 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 You're going to be fine, buddy. Just don't worry about it. (laughs) That one's good. Yeah. I I think that prostitutes should definitely be confident in their work. So confidence works with prostitution, definitely. Yeah. It's true. Right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Yuri, comments. I have a whole bunch. Okay, so the grilled cheese. Um, I was gonna be, say it might be funny if he messaged you and said "booby" or something like just oh, that yeah. gamer that yeah. clearly hasn't seen yeah. its hit ever. Um, the ads. It would be there's just an idea where you say. Is that, that clear? Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Is it clear the ad stuff? Is it clear like what I'm doing and what the jokes? I think about? it's okay. totally clear. It's okay. funny, but I was gonna say you might just just uh, an idea is. Um, if, it might be funny if you say, oh, I did the thing on YouTube and then stop and go, oh, I meant adult friend finder or whatever. Oh. Or, so, and then like whatever, yeah. you could just insert it and you could say like two different ones that yeah. might add to it. 
um, confidence. I don't know why. All I could think of was, you know, how lawyers never say anything confidently. Mm-hmm. They're supposed yeah. to be super confident, but they never say anything affirmative. Yeah. yeah. So that consultants just, never do. Consultants don't, don't and no either, they and do they never they, give you yeah. suggestions. Exactly. And you're like, so yeah. why are people paying you? Yeah. Um, the older white guy thing, funny. Uh, 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 the opener was funny. Um, then you said um, the, your friends came, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna tell them I'm, I'm talk about masturbation. Um, so you said something like, the, uh, that's why we're all coming. Oh, and then funny, it would have yeah. been funny if right after, because you, you said that's why we're all coming. Then after, if you would have said me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That might have been funny. Yeah. Um, but it's a funny story. Joke, yeah. Oh, and uh, the, I think the funniest part is the black guy and woman. I don't know why, but it's really funny. Well, it's funny. Well, <laughs> everyone here thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I did this yesterday and I was like, I'm going to ask people in the audience like who they would trust because no one wants to answer that. <laughs> that's what I wanted it's to funny. do with it, but I forgot. <laughs> I think the reason why the black guy and the woman thing is funny, like I, I felt like an inkling of it being funny, and then when you said the older white guy thing, then I was like, oh my god, it's there. Yeah. So it felt yeah. it felt really funny then. <laughs> and then with the, like with the follow up, and you were like suggesting people that are also older white guys. Like I don't think you needed to okay. do that. I think it was already super funny. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking like generic older white guy. Yeah, I don't think you needed yeah. to do that because I think the stereotype of yeah, older white yeah. men being super, like yeah. trustworthy, is already okay. cool. Culture did that for you. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. Other comments. Funny, funny jokes from Jenny Hogan. Clap your hands together. Yay. All right, your next comedian. Uh, just got a lovely haircut, and, uh, and now he's bald. It's fun. Uh, but he has funny jokes, and I'm excited to hear him tonight. Put your hands together, everybody. It's George Davis. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Um, I was just thinking about something, and I forgot, and uh, I forgot my uh, my little stupid set list tonight, because I was walking away, and I was late, and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to kind of riff it off the top. The thing is, that thought that I just had, thinking about that thought, and me telling you about that thought, is the same conversation me and my friend had on Friday, when we were sitting outside a fucking pizza joint, and I go, hey, man, I... I it's gonna, gonna tell you something, man. And he's like, and you know what, man? I just think I said the dumbest fucking thing I'm gonna say all week because this right here is the dumbest conversation I could possibly have because now I'm telling you about a thought. Not only do I not remember, I don't even remember if I had it at this point. And now the weird part is that I'm standing here talking to you guys about a non-conversation that I had with my friend on Friday about nothing, about nothing, about nothing, about a thought I might have had. So anyway, <laughs> that's that was my thing. Oh, and uh, I'm trying to remember the little bits off my notes. Oh, uh, I was thinking my man Trump, right? That right? <laughs> I was thinking it was super funny. Like I put him in in my mind right now. I got him, and I got Frank from Black Velvet, and they're the same guy right now. Like I can just see Dennis Hopper in Black in Black Velvet 
being fucking Donald Trump. I see him in the back of the car with Isabella Rosalini or whatever his wife's name is, and he's just touching Sasha and shit, and he's huffing that gas. <laughs> Baby wants to fuck, and he's like ready to go out there and do his fucking thing and just stand out there on stage, and I can't wait for the day where he finally just goes out there and just goes, let's fuck! I'll fuck anything that moves. Like, I just, that's the day he finally snaps. Or he totally wins. It's going to be one or the other. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, God damn it. This is what you get when you forget your shit. <laughs> I got to, oh. Oh, yeah. So today, I saw this really weird, this is a super shitty, right? First off, I never get checks sent to my house. Usually my fucking deposit shit sends it right to my bank account or whatever, right? Bing, bang. They had a weird fuck up and I had to sit there and stand there and stand there and cash it because I don't have a, like a, I got a weird bank and anyway, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I wanted to do it early. And um, <laughs> there was this dude standing there and he was standing on the corner with his girlfriend and he was sitting on his little black jacket and um, she had a little, this really silvery purple purse, and she was blonde and had little pretty titties. And his little brother with like better hair than me, he does it. He does it with cocoa butter. He lets it sit in cocoa butter for two days. He said, "All right, <laughs> thanks, fella." And <laughs> and then um, he puts his jacket. Oh, oh no, she opens her little pink bag, and it's got some needles in it. <laughs> oh, all right, let me finish this out real quick. All right. And then he puts his little fucking stupid coat over his head like you normally see in the tenderloin. And uh, he, the, it was just the weirdest thing because it's a black coat and he had silver sneakers. <laughs> so he looked like a little satellite ball with silver sneakers. Anyway, it's not even a joke. It was just a thought I had. But I always finish with my little stupid joke that I learned when I was 15. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. George Davis. Yuri Kagan. Um, so, how long have you been doing stand-up? A uh, month and two months or something like that. Three so, months. So, this like is like what, on a uh, weekly basis. So <laughs> everyone goes through this. Yeah. So, what happens is... You well, I'm ready set. to get r- just ripped. No, 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 no. So you, you what ha- the, 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 so the problem isn't the set list. It's not that you don't have it. The issue is, um, so you, one, either know the material that you're going to do before you do it, but even beyond that, like some people focus on writing out the full joke and memorizing everything word for word, which never works for anybody. Yeah. No one that does stand-up professionally yeah. memorizes their jokes like that because it never sells. So what I'm saying is um, just talk. Just talk and then like record it and then cross out all the extra words and you'll find a whole bunch of jokes. Um, the other thing I was going to say is uh, my man Trump is probably the funniest thing you said. And, and I mean that as a compliment because that's funny. Because like, who the fuck says my man Trump? And I was going to say it might be funny. Um, it's a little racist. But if you say right after, yeah, I know I'm black. Because that would be funny. And then you could do a whole thing about that. That's funny. Um, the couple story, um, if you describe the actual couple in detail, like you could do even five minutes on describing every thought you had about them, like as far-fetched as they'd be about the needles, all that. 
I would just focus on your observations more than what you think everyone wants to hear from you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. Because that first story was, it, I thought it worked, the story about nothing, the story about yeah, remembering, not remembering, mm-hmm. and just rolling through all that. Because that was you, like, describing all of your thoughts in detail, yeah. even though they were thoughts about nothing. Yeah. So what, do you, what happens if you describe well, that's actually. That was, I'm sorry. No, oh, no, go ahead. That was actually like a. That was like one of the bits. I remember that yeah. bit. That's like a thing I've been actually trying to work on like so a little it, bit. And that last part about having you guys sit here so and listen ha- to me say nothing. Have you ever? Do you know who Moshe Kasher is? Oh, for sure. For sure. So he does that like stuff like that a lot. Stories yeah. like that. But so those stories, I would suggest to start with one, stretch it out and you'll get a whole bunch of little stories in between and break them up instead of trying to tell... You're trying to tell a lot of stories in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Focus on one, just ramble, and it'll be way funnier for you. And it'll okay. be much easier for you. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. For me. And that's cool, why cool. I'm here. To learn. Hooray! Put your hands together for George Davis! All right, moving right along here, guys, on the Joke Workshop. We are almost halfway through, and our next comedian, it's her first time ever here, so clap like you've never clapped before, and let's bring up Maggie McKay. Hey there, so not only is it my first time here, this is my first time ever telling jokes on a microphone. It's not my first time knocking down others, though. Um, Two things you're going to want to know about me. First thing is I'm from the Bible Belt. And, um, but, you know, I've been in San Francisco for seven years now, and I think I'm becoming a permanent West Coaster because I had a thought, and that was, I think I should do stand-up because I really need to open up my throat chakra. So, so I think I'm staying here. Um, the second thing you're going to want to know about me is that I have been boy crazy since I can remember. Um, there's a test. I don't know if y'all know this. There is a test. It's a um, cost-free, easy test to find out whether you or a loved one is boy crazy. Um, Works on any pre-adolescent girl, and all you need is an uncle. If you don't have an uncle, any uh, male about 40 years old friend, a trusted friend of the family is important. Um, Bring him over. He's gonna put his hand on your daughter's leg about here. Give it a good squeeze. If you get a giggle, that is a positive test result. She's boy crazy. Sorry. I had the test a couple times, uh, positive every time, every time. So I got it bad. I got it really bad. Um, being from the Bible Belt, um, if you're not married by the age of 27, you're an old maid. So <laughs> I did the most sensible thing, and I got myself married right away. Um, anybody here married? Yeah, cool. Yeah, how long? Three years, yeah. Anybody can top that, three years? No? Awesome. Good job. Good job. I'm getting a divorce. (laughs) 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 
Thank you, thank you. Uh, did you know that divorce in California, divorce is an optional term? I found this out because I was having, you know, this heartfelt conversation with my ex, and, you know, we were like, okay, well, you know, we just separated, and it's like, should we, should we do the paperwork now? And I'm like, no, like, you know, we're going through a lot of stuff, like, let's just wait on the paperwork, because I'm nice, so I was like, let's do this later, and he, and I, I think I said, yeah, we don't have to do official divorce stuff, and he's like, divorce, um, in California, it's called disillusion of marriage, <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, I prefer the term dissolution of marriage. And I'm like, you would. Because, yeah, he's all, back when we were married, it was cool and like legit, but people are getting married now, it's just like, they're all posers and shit. Like, it's just a bunch of sellouts. <laughs> but, Okay, I made a mistake though, because I thought that's what it was. When I looked it up, it's actually dissolution, like like a solution, like uh, like antacid tablets. <laughs> so you got your marriage, and you're like, you know, and then seven years later, you're like, I thought I had a marriage here, but. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it took me about two weeks after leaving my husband to realize, like, well, a backup. You ought to know when I was married, I I felt like a man hater. I was like. Men are just all a bunch of like jerks and creeps and like fuck all the men. Now like fuck them, fuck all the men, you know. And then like two weeks after I left my husband, I was like, oh, fuck all men. Yes, <laughs> fuck all the men. <laughs> Thank you guys. Keep it going for Maggie McKay. Her first time, yay. All right. Comments. You're kicking. Um, so what other performance things have you done? I've danced, and I do karaoke on the rig. <laughs> no, but like no other public speaking? I, no. I kind of don't believe you. you. It was really good for the first time. That was like really, really good for the first time. I would suggest never tell people how long you've been doing stand-up ever. Okay. Don't ever announce it. Don't tell anyone that, that you're performing with. It never helps you. And really, it, it like you were far funnier than like basically what it does is it makes people go okay, I'm gonna tune this out right now and not mm -hmm. pay attention to you. Okay. There's no reason because you're you're funny, especially for someone that's new. That, that was all very good. Thank you. Um, the other one, as I was gonna say, the last joke was really funny. I would cut out the middle part, the um, where you're saying fuck men, blah 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 blah. Just go straight to the chase. Everyone will get it. You don't have to explain. Just say fuck men like three or four times. Yeah. People will totally get it. The Bible Belt thing, I think it's kind of funny that you say, you repeatedly say you're from the Bible Belt, and I would just add, like, oh, I'm from the Bible Belt, which is why I'm wearing a switchblade as a necklace. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Kind of funny. Um, um, boy crazy, I would be more specific. You're like, by boy crazy, I mean man crazy, or whatever. Um, 
if you're not married by 27, you're an old maid. So it would be funny if you right after that go, so I'm not an old maid. I'm an old or change it. Mm-hmm. But so it still ends with maid or it ends with a D, something that rhymes with it maybe, but something that completely changed it to like, like for example, the Roseanne joke is I'm not a housewife, I'm a domestic goddess, mm-hmm. right? Which is a famous joke. Same idea, the exact same type of idea. You change the word from old maid to like, f- like someone that has free time. I don't know. Something that, that, that is desirable that other, p- that married people would want to be that they can't be. To an aged task rabbit. <laughs> or, or yeah, I don't know. Someone that's pretty and actually getting laid. I don't know. You could, oh yeah, I mean, you just said it, but you could rhyme it. So I'm not an old maid. I'm just getting laid. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. The oh, the only suggestion I have, if 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 this is legitimately your first time performing, is I would suggest try everything, try every persona. But for women, my personal opinion, be careful when you do stuff that's oversexed. Because what happens is it will change people's perception of you. And it may or may not be the persona you want. Sometimes it works great. Some people do it great. So if you like it, great. But just be careful because I think for female comics, it's perceived a little bit differently and taken a little bit more. Um, guys can say that stuff and it and they can change their mind on it. Women, if you say stuff that's over sex a lot on stage, it's a certain persona that you can't get out of. Does that make sense? Is that helpful? It uh, does. It sounds like some bullshit, but but not from you. But not from you. I, I mean, I, like it, politically it, in the world, it's, it's some bullshit. bullshit that but may or I may agree. not get you booked ever. No, you, <laughs> no, I I hear it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, that belt is pretty awesome. Is that a Jesus in the center of your belt? It could be. <laughs> it looks like it looks like somebody. It looks like some kind of like a priest with a no. Just it's a back and bronco. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I think so the dissolution versus like dissolution are kind of your two different interpretations. It was really funny once I got it when you said like, oh, it's like solution, like a tablet. But I didn't yeah. get kind of the way that your husband or ex-husband was like interpreting it, you know. So I think you can make that clearer and then like draw a contrast. And it's like okay. a very funny concept, like the difference between how you guys are interpreting the word. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Anybody else got some for me? All right. Awesome first time. Put your hands together. Maggie McKay. Well, then you must feel right at home with all this banjo harmonica bullshit I'm playing today. Maggie McKay from the Bible Belt. All right. Your next comedian uh, just had a great tag on the end of Maggie's joke. And I can't wait to hear what he's going to do. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. I can't bear to face this Um, I want to make a dramatic uh, tell-all biopic about Bob Barker's life titled uh, The Price is Right, But at What Cost? <laughs> I, used to, uh, I used to live next to Bob Barker. Um, it wasn't the Bob Barker from television, just a man with the name Bob Barker, which was no end of amusement to me because you could, as a child, you could go to his house, ring the doorbell, and go, hey, Bob, I'll... Uh, Mow your lawn, if you can guess the exact price I'm going to charge you within a 99 cent margin of error. <laughs> or he would sometimes go up on his ladder to clean out the, uh, the rain, you know, the rain gutter, and you, you'd walk up behind the ladder and just go, come on down, Bob Barker. <laughs> and he, he would usually say something along the lines of like, I'm a Vietnam vet, I don't need this. To which we would reply, um, well, you know what you do need? A new set of Ginzo sushi knives. <laughs> Only 49 <49.99. laughs> 
Um, or, you know, sometimes we'd bring home a dog and go, hey, Bob Barker, should we spay and neuter our dog? That's a deep prices right cut, I know. That's, that's going pretty. You have to have a lot of prices right knowledge. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm working on this stuff because I'm planning on actually touring bingo halls. That's where I'm going to be doing stand-up. So I'm working on, I need this, I need some Wheel of Fortune material, and then maybe some like I Love Lucy material or Andy Griffith show. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm going. But um, no, Bob Barker, it's a, it's a weird name. It's, you know, it's a weird name for someone to have, I guess you could say. Um, it's one of those cases you can say God works in mysterious ways. Um, do, you guys, do you guys know that saying? God works in mysterious ways. It's an interesting. It's uh, it, to me, it's interesting because it's the idea of usually when something horrible happens to someone, um, the way we justify it through our perception is we say, "Oh, well, you know, like I'm sorry, something bad happened to you, but God works in mysterious ways." But that is it that mysterious? Like to me, the saying makes a bit more sense if like you wake up and go at your house one day and then like a walrus flies by and you're like, "What? Walruses fly now?" And someone's just like, God works in mysterious ways. Like, I don't, you know, you go out and go like, oh, no, everything I touch turns to strawberry jam. And I like blueberry marmalade. <laughs> I don't even like strawberry jam. God works in mysterious ways. But it's never, it's never fun. It's always, you know, today I found out I have, um, I have colon cancer. And I'm going to spend the next two weeks of my life bleeding blood out of my anus until I inevitably die. Guess God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> it's a bit, it's a, a little bit morbid. Um, I, I, li I, like, I like morbid jokes. I like, I like dark humor. Um, my whole humor has kind of been a big part of my life. I can remember, um, I can remember the first joke my, uh, I ever heard. Um, it was, it was when I, I was really little, I was about, uh, I would have been about four years old and my parents had a training potty for me, like a little plastic training potty and they would reward us if we successfully used it. And I remember using it correctly, uh, and going to my mom and saying like, Oh mom, I used the training potty. And my mom said, um, do you want me to, uh, do you want me to read you a story then? You know, good job on using the training potty. And I said, no, no, I don't want you to read me a story. And then she said, well, do you want do you want a piece of candy? And I said, no, no, I don't want a piece of candy. And then she said, uh, how, how about watch a movie? Maybe, maybe watch a movie? And I said, no, I don't want to watch a movie. And then my dad chimed in and he said, would you like me to lock your sister in the garage? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> and, you know, say what you want about my dad, but he commits to a joke. So he, and my sister wasn't in the room. She's only two years older. She would have been about six. And he just walked into her room, picked her up and put her in the garage, shut the door and locked it. And... At the time, I remember thinking this was probably the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Like, and, and later, I found it actually kind of traumatized my sister. Like, she was horrified of the dark from then on out. Um, she had a she had a night bright, you know, like the little like the light thing, and she couldn't use it because she couldn't be in the dark because of me, which just makes that a bit better. Um, but but yeah, so I think about comedy a lot. And now I'll quickly tell you the um, the the worst comedic thought I think I've ever had. And I work at a little cafe, and a while back, a woman came into the cafe. And um, I just talked to her, you know, chit-chat. I said, oh, what are you doing today? She said, I'm going into the park uh, to see a friend. And I said, oh, that sounds nice. And she told me, uh, actually, no, it's kind, of, it's kind of a sad day because my friend um, was pregnant for five months, and then she lost the baby. So we're doing a little ceremony, and then we're getting brunch. And in my brain, I thought, well, at least she can drink again. So, which, which is the worst, worst thought I've ever had in the moment. So, of course, I didn't say it. But, but because I'm 
idiot and evil, my mind doesn't let it go. It keeps, you keep thinking about this stuff. So I think that's not the worst thing I could have said. The actual worst thing I could have said is, is if she said, well, my friend was five months pregnant and she lost the baby. I could have chosen that moment to say, can I have your phone number? Because I want to fuck. And maybe if things work out, you won't lose our baby. <laughs> that's really dark, I know. But that's, that, that's the worst thing I've ever thought. Okay, guys, that's my time. Thank you very much. Ian Levy. Just give me a heads up. I have to leave after this one. Oh, okay, great. Um, but So I was going to suggest uh, Bob Barker's stuff. I'm not completely sure if younger millennials will necessarily know who he is, even though I think people do. Oh, he's a personal hero to well, the I'm, millennials. Well, all I'm saying is it could, you could add all other jokes yeah. where you describe who he is yeah, that yeah. are complete misdirects that are not describing him at all. Yeah, yeah. So that would be one. Um, the other one is uh, God works in mysterious ways. I think it might be better if you sim- made it a little bit less far-fetched, like... Like, for example, so I just had diarrhea. God mer- works in mysterious ways. I don't know. Uh, a girl just dumped me on whatever. God, you know, whatever. Just, like, yeah, really yeah, yeah. mundane things might be funnier. Um, uh, first joke, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, your first joke, um, another idea for the first joke thing is you say, oh, the first joke I ever heard, or and say something your parents told you, like, you could be whoever you want to be. Just... And just silence. Yeah, yeah. That might be funny. Um, sister was locked, um, and then uh, you're like, and the, like you say, he committed to the bit, locked the sister in the room. Um, he really committed until Child Protective Services showed up. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Um, and then you could be like, remember when child abuse was funny? Huh? Um, <laughs> and then you say, lost baby. And then that's what she says to you. You go, well, where did the baby go? Um, that's uh, and I had one more. Uh, oh, the guy that you're like Bob Barker, and you say things to him, right? And you're like, it, you know, it was funny every time until the one time he fell off his ladder. Yeah. Um. So that house went for sale. Yeah. Oh well, um, I, was, know, and, and I was thinking I, I didn't want to go too dark too early on because the original ending of that joke was he killed himself. Well, I think it'd be <laughs> Just, funny. It's all it's all made up. I never lived next to anyone named Bob Barker. But, but in, <laughs> instead of him, so I could change the celebrity also. <laughs> but I, I'm saying instead of him killing himself, like literally, it'd be as a result of you scaring him. Yeah, and no, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, the funeral is great, but my parents made a killing buying that house. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Whatever. Something really, really like self indulgent might make it. Yeah, really yeah. Fun. No, that makes sense. Okay. I cool. I enjoyed your set very much. I think that your stage presence has come a long way. You seemed really comfortable. And uh, and yeah, your mic skills are right there, and it was it was very funny. Oh, well, thanks. working for you. Thank you very much. No problem. Hey, everybody, clap your hands together for Ian Levy. <laughs> this weird banjo music. Everybody, clap for Yuri. Thank you, Yuri. Yay! Yuri Kagan, a great. Uh, person to have on the panel. So uh, now the panel's pretty much open for everybody to make comments uh, willy-nilly as at their leisure. And uh, me too. All right, your next comedian, uh, Funny Lady, a great supporter of the station, has a show here on Sunday nights from 6 to 8 called The Immutables. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's Trina Roderick. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Woo! So, uh, would you rather hear about how I'm getting cockboxed by Nancy Grace or Mark Marin? Which one of these? Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace. 
All right, let's Bold. do Nancy Grace. The Nancy Graces have it. I was honestly, I was worried that she's so vile, you don't even want to hear me criticize her. You know what I mean? Like, we don't even, for who? We've forgotten that bitch. Um, so, okay, here's the thing. I mean, I'm sorry, I should have done this earlier. I don't mean to be like big reveal with my t-shirt. I feel like though, with this t-shirt, like somebody out there is gonna be like, well, Trina, if you're in a cock blocking situation, maybe your t-shirt is taking the laboring or <laughs> on that one, maybe you're unfairly, right, biased against Nancy Grace, I think not. Um, okay, here's the situation. If I'm fucking a guy and anything happens to him, right, Nancy Grace is gonna be all up on this. Dude, she's gonna be on me like white on rice. I already look like a big ass piece of rice, right? Giant rice. <laughs> Coming to a rice cooker next to near you, okay. I have a whole bit, right? on how badass I would be in prison, right? Like I would be a celebrity in prison. Out here, nobody. Prison, run that shit. You guys, run that shit. Let me break this down. Well, first of all, let me just point out for women, I don't think you guys realize how, you know, I'm on the outside right now, which for me is a really rapey place to be. Uh, inside, not so much. Not so much. I'd actually be safer from rape in prison is the world we live in. Um, what do all those bitches have in common? Every single one of them. What? Legal problems. <laughs> I'm a lawyer. Dude, I'm gonna be writing legal briefs in exchange for heroin, all the hard drugs. Out. I only smoke pot. I only smoke pot out in, oh, all the, oh my God. Dude, and I'm gonna have so much of it too. Cause I'm gonna really write some really good legal briefs. And, okay, and the, here's the number one, the third number one reason why I would be such a badass in prison. Dude, they're gonna eat my bitch versus com comedy stuff up <laughs> like, dude. I'm gonna be like, what's the difference between a bitch and a cunt, yo? I mean, they're most more sophisticated than that. You don't have to actually talk to women in prison with a yo at the end of every sentence. It's not like Spanish. Um, so, uh, so seriously, okay, what's the difference between a bitch and a cunt? Quick, anybody, anybody? Okay, a bitch makes her boyfriend wear a condom. A cunt makes her boyfriend get a vasectomy. All right, you cheat on a bitch, she's gonna slash your tires. You cheat on a cunt, she's gonna fake a pregnancy and pocket the abortion money. Oh. You know, because there's no faster way to get rid of a cheater than to fake a pregnancy. <laughs> a bitch will tell her boyfriend to go to hell. A cunt will tell her boyfriend his best option is to get back together with his baby mama. <laughs> Dude, my boyfriend used to hate that. Dude, he would be so pissed off. Anyway, that's all I've got. Thank you. Trina! Hey, that was really great. The only thing is, um, when you chew gum on stage oh. into a microphone, it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, unless you turn it into a bit. No, no, I totally As a character forgot. thing. I'll, 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 I won't do it again. It's all good. Uh, it's and all then good. you said, 
I have this bit about jail. Yes. Just do the bit. You don't have to say, do you have the bit? Do well, you, no, that's you tell part us of the about reason th- I would be, she would be on me is because she dig up my prison bit from somewhere, oh. right? You, can you see that in the media circus? Right, right, right. right? Then you have to say but, that. Then you yeah, have to no, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, you, I'll break down how the whole media circus would lay out. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. How about that? What, tell, you, you, you have time to tell us the Mark Maron stuff. No, I'm not. I'm not oh, ready for that. Okay, I wasn't actually going to tell the Mark Maron stuff. I was oh, okay, just going to tell you, fuck off. I'm not telling the Mark Maron stuff. You don't get to tell me what to do. Oh, good. Yeah, that's that was good. my plan. But th- I will do that next week. You had a. I'll you do had Mark a, Maron next week. That was good. You had a, a backup on your riff. That's nice. You had crowd work. You had crowd work in your back pocket. That's smart. Yeah. Well, no, it could go good. one of two directions. You got to plan for both, right? Absolutely. I'm a lawyer. I Planning. plan stuff out, and I don't talk out my ass, unlike Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> claims okay i don't think you talk i'm worth ass. the money uh so you said um you said i'll be writing all these legal briefs and there's it's a silly little pun but um you writing all the legal briefs so that they won't get into your briefs yes perfect you're right because yeah. that's like what's going to get you out of it yeah legal briefs are going to keep them out of my briefs exactly because you're so cute that in jail they, yeah. would, they would they'd be like fishy fishy fish yeah Come but here, it's still not going to be like a rapey kind of a situation for me you should be doing the raping. No, I'm going to kick ass. I mean, you seriously. No, I would You're be a good number two. <laughs> I'd be filming. No, I might even be number one. I could be alpha. Have you been prison. watching Orange is the New Black? Oh, I love Orange is the New okay. Black. I mean, I've been as an attorney to most of the prisons in the state. Oh, wow. I mean, at San Quentin. I started my career interviewing guys on death row. I mean, oh. so, so I... Hmm? Oh, so after visiting all these prisons, the impression you got would be, I'd run this shit like a boss. Yeah, because they're just regular folk, like Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Imagine me in Orange is the New Black, right? I can see Like, yeah. I'd be Maybe. like, yo, Red. <laughs> We gotta get these they'd call you, you little they'd call you so big right like, that's your jail you gotta name. get back on top red that's your jail name you're 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 big rice the lawyer i'm no, always big the rice. lawyer in the, any rice non- the rice is cute you're like a white on rice and you're like you're like, I look big, like rice. A big ass piece of rice right you're big you're 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 big rice right? that's what they would jasmine call you jasmine rice right here yeah absolutely it's a tall so thin grain with that though no it's cute white on rice is is i mean it's a cliche, but well, that's okay. You made it work. Well, because, yeah. Yeah. I think... That's I think the only reason I used it. Little but r- maybe I could big come up with some cute. more. Well, there's all kinds of ways to... You could also be... Well, you're too skinny to be a Twinkie. Yeah. But those are pretty white. I'm also too white on the outside. I'm not yellowing up on the outside. Right, right. But the inside's all, the inside's all white and fluffy. No, you know, the inside's a black gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that stuff's all funny. You kept on, when you were riffing back and forth saying, I'm a lawyer, yo. Like, I felt mm. like that could be a good refrain as part of your stage presence as you're thinking, to, mm-hmm. as you ramble something on, okay. falling back on that and just like throwing that. Because your personality. That attitude, you like it? Yeah, like, because the way you carry yourself and your personality on stage is mm-hmm. very, very like light and loose and your mock seriousness, you're being mock serious. Very unlike my off stage personality. Oh, well, off stage are horrible. You're a cunt. But I mean, <laughs> off stage are amazing, Trina. No, it's true. So it's true. Everybody thinks it would be fun to hang out with me. It's not. She's lying. She's it's fun not. to hang out with. She's very fun to hang out with. She's lying. No, no. She's absolutely fun, a joy to hang no. out with. Silly people. That's because you want to talk about the same thing that I want to talk about. That's so, right. Sounds so. good, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Ian has a comment. 
Oh, I was just it was just a potential other way to end the bitch versus cunt tag thing because yeah. you could say um, a bitch will tell you to go to hell and a cunt will send you there. Well, that's kind of what you should go back to your baby mama. That's a stick. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's no. why. I, yeah. No. Okay, I'm okay. trying to say that right. Oh, but I, hmm. I thought the baby. I thought the baby mama was a reference that you have to get back together with the cunt because she is your baby mama. Oh, no, I'm basically right. telling him to go to hell. Oh, I see. Right? Because yeah. he doesn't want to get back together with that bitch, right? No, so he's yeah, like... Nobody wants a baby mama. Well, so how do I convey that, though? I, I got it. I, I understood that okay. it was that was that was the most hellish thing that you could say. Right. Or, right. Right. Just specifics. Yeah, it worked for me. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Yay! Thank you. All right. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Ken Suzuki. Ooh, I'm digging your choice of music tonight, Ken. <laughs> so, the other day I had a friend invite me to one of his church services. You know, I'm white because I'm a good friend. I didn't really like it. I wasn't feeling it. Uh, the part I didn't like about it the most was when it came time for donations and they're passing the basket around and I looked at it and I looked at the uh, the person that handed the person with the basket I'm like who uses cash anymore <laughs> come on are we I'm much I'm, I thought we were running a business here how am I gonna buy my way into heaven <laughs> when I'm an adult and I stopped using cash 10 years ago <laughs> Jesus Christ I'm working on that bit guys um, I'm up here because I need help. It's a cry for help with this next bit. The, uh, so the other day I was walking through, the other day I finished an open mic up in the Tenderloin, right? Go to buy some pizza from the Turkish uh, pizza shop up the street. And then I decide, you know what, why not take a walk around here, look for some needles, you know, for my pants to hem. When, um, as I'm walking towards uh, South Market Street Station, a homeless lady runs up on me and demands, that I give her a piece of my pizza. And I think, well, she's not asking my phone, she's not asking for money, and she's not something you see every day, she's kinda hot. So I rip off a piece of my pizza and I give it to her, which by the way, ladies, if you ever want me to do something for you, remember this, just be um, at the lowest point of your life. And I will definitely be there to help you out. So I rip off the piece and I go to hand it to her. But she apparently does not believe and the use of things being passed through hands. I guess, you know, I'm not sanitary enough. So she just looks at me and stares at me like this. Yes, she wants me to feed it to her. Feed it to her like a baby bird. So after I hand her the pizza and after she feeds, she takes off and walks off two spaces, paces and gives me this look, this, you know, that I want your fist in me look, pulls down the front of her pants, starts fingering herself right in front of me. And I thought to myself, wow, wow. If she is willing to do this for just a bite of my pizza, what would she be willing to do for a whole slice? I don't like to talk politics, but you know, I gotta talk about our foreign policy. We got things like extraordinary rendition, CIA black sites, enhanced interrogation. 
Why do the worst things done by our government gotta sound so hot? I mean, just drone strikes, just that name alone sounds like the newest line of vibrators by Hitachi, doesn't it? <laughs> with a new marketable slang, too, it's got drone in it, so you can market it with something like, ladies, once you go drone, you'll never feel alone. But it is, there is a funny thing, it, there is such a double standard with when you do something when the government does it. For example, if I read my neighbor's mail, or tap into their phone lines, look through their window with my binoculars, I'm a peeping Tom. Government does it, national security. <laughs> I'm doing my part for neighborhood watch. Oh, oh, just because I can't coordinate a drone strike doesn't mean I can contribute? And what is a drone strike, what is a drone strike operator anyway? Just some kid who, Live their life playing Sims, World of Warcraft, went to one too many LAN parties as a child. Yeah, well, you know who else does that? Furries. And they're not blowing people up. They're having conventions, living out fetishes, blowing each other. All right, I need help with all those. <laughs> Ken Suzuki! And I'm not dropping the premises. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought for the one about the homeless woman, I thought uh, th you didn't need all this kind of stuff in the beginning. Like you could have gotten right into like. I don't know how to tell stories. Okay, it's fine. But I thought it was, w and I uh, when you said like, oh, ladies, like if you want, because you're talking about how she's really attractive, and then you give her the pizza, and you're like, mm. if you want me to do something for you, I thought it could have been funny if you just said like be attractive, you know? Like oh, so don't misdirect. Go straight for the be attractive now. Oh really? Oh, th that that was. Oh, I thought like people were gonna think I was gonna say be attractive, so I went for be at the lowest point. Of oh, your life. I see. Okay. Well, I guess like from the, I think if you think that be attractive is like too too much, what people are gonna gonna okay. think, then then don't go for it. But I thought that that would have been funny because it's like not something you can actually just like do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, I'll, yeah. Okay. Or it's not like an action. Just don't think of it as telling a story. Think of it as stringing together a, a series line. of setup, punchline, setup, punchline. Because ideally, that's how you want your story to yeah. sound anyway. Um, I would say there was a. I'll just use. <laughs> um, no, there was a there was a couple of moments where you you started to build up momentum and then it kind of ended, like and then you moved on to a new premise. So you might want to just write it out a bit more and try to add more, like with the the comparing you know, like the drone stuff to like a vibrator name. Mm -hmm. You could also say, I, I don't know, but with other military things, you, you know, it just seemed like, cause that one, it was like one premise and then it was just moving on kind of quick. And I was, I guess just expecting more. Okay. And then also with the, you, you end the, the bit about giving the woman pizza, you end on kind of a strange note because you say, um, what, like what else? Go? Yeah. And it just kind of makes it sound like you're going to take sexual advantage of a crazy person. <laughs> Which then makes us not think very nice things about you. But you could, misdirect could work there maybe if you go, what else would she do for pizza? I don't like, and then you, I don't know, paint my house or, you know, like, I, that, maybe that's dumb. <laughs> but but, but so, something, just something other that doesn't leave us thinking you're essentially going to rape a homeless person. <laughs> It's just—it's it's not a good way to end That's the story. All right, and <laughs> I, met. I mean, end on a different note. Don't end on rape. <laughs> all right, uh, I didn't really want to help with the last one because uh, I've had drone strike operators and furries 
cracking around in my skull for over a month. So you you missed you missed a punchline that seemed pretty easy. Um, drone strikes, they just want to blow things up, and furries just want to get blown. Oh, yes. That's pretty. Well, that's I said pretty, they're not blowing things up; they're blowing each other. But I like how that sounds. Right. Well, and uh, especially if you're gonna do a switch or a pun like that, you want to kind of have them be right next to each other. You you said blown up, and then you had another sentence, and then you said they just want to get blown. Mm. So you could say instead of blowing things up, they just want to get blown. Right. That's fine. But mm. stick them right next to each other. And then um, you said you wanted to feed her like a baby bird. That and then she I wanted to be fed. Right. Yeah. And but that made me think of like baby birds. They actually the mommy bird chews, chews up, the up the food f- and spits it down their throat. And so you could. I wouldn't use the baby bird analogy unless you were going to actually like have an interaction with her and be like. Do you want me to chew it up and spit it in your mouth? Yeah, or? I think you just ended my joke. Like, oh, I think okay. that's the best way to tie the joke up was on that line. I'm right. going to run it up and try it. Thank you. But, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, you could tell her, like, do you want me to chew it up and spit it in your mouth? Or do you want, you, you actually want, she made me feed it to her, you guys. She made me feed her the pizza. Or whatever, what have you. Okay. That last, fur, yeah, furries and drone strikes. Um, you know, they, the, I guess uh, Amazon drones will be delivering furry costumes soon, so that's somewhere that they can connect. Is that your next your next furry outfit might come with from a drone on Amazon, something like that? I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I can't I can't think of any oh, connections there. Oh, and then the the one about why do the worst things done by our government got to be too hot? That was meant to be tag off of that whole bit I have about the Geneva Convention. Right, 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 right. But that, I mean, I, I don't even know if I should leave it or should I toss that away? That, like, when I talk about extraordinary rendition and drone strikes and everything else. They are, I, I, I liked that with the, the okay. that words are hot, that they're, yeah, I don't know. I thought that stuff was funny, but you kind of, like, sped through it mm-hmm. and kind of mumbled over it. And okay. I was like, wait, what? Like, I... I thought you could have taken your time with that, um, and just like intonation in general. Like, because I, th- I think your jokes are funny, and I think just more confidence mm-hmm. and ending on periods rather than question marks will will enhance them a lot. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you. Yay, Ken Suzuki. <laughs> music today guys all right we have one last comedian that we're gonna do the workshop on because he was here and then we'll just have it be open mic and we'll see how many people we can get through but we have to stop at 750 so we only have 20 minutes but um this is the last comedian who was here on time to sign up so he's gonna get the full benefit of everyone's comments hey guys clap wildly for johnny isaacs hello everybody um I'm very excited for the Olympics this year. I want to talk to you about the Olympics because uh, I know it's still a few months away. But I was uh, I was still living in London uh, during 2012, and I never gave a shit about the Olympics before. But it was fucking cool. It was really good fun, and uh, London is a miserable place. Uh, pretty grey, pretty, and that's pretty much everyone's attitudes all year round. There's like this tiny little peak when the sun comes out for two days. But generally, no, everybody's miserable. Everybody hates everything. So when the Olympics sort of, you know, when we got an, it was announced we were going to get the Olympics, everyone was like, we're going to fuck it up. Did you see the Chinese Olympics? The Beijing Olympics in 2008. We do not have that kind of control over our people. <laughs> Their opening ceremony was like a fucking march. It was amazing. So we were, you know, everyone just expected, we'll fuck it up. 
Anyway, Olympics rolls around and it goes brilliantly. Everybody was in a really good mood. Everyone was really chipper. Like no kind of, not at all what we expected. We thought it was going to be a complete fucking shambles. So I'm excited about the Olympics this year. The only person who wasn't excited about the Olympics in London was my sister, who is a complete skeptic. Every time someone won a gold medal, she was just like, well done you, you took the most drugs. Everybody, you all took the most drugs, well done. But what I thought, instead of um, being complete skeptic about it, I thought like, you know, they're pretty amazing. These are literally the best people in the world at the one thing that they do. But the way to enhance it, the way to show it, Stick a normal person next to them. Have a lane on the 100 meters where there's like fat dude running. It takes him about 30 minutes to run the 100 meters. Yeah. You take a marathon. I did a marathon a year and a half ago. That shit is fucking horrible. Nobody tells you that after they run a marathon. They're like, oh, I did something really amazing. I'm like, no, that is fucking awful. There is nothing fun about doing a marathon, people. Never, ever do one. If, you, if a normal person ran a marathon, it'd take them about a month. It's fucking awful. The only good thing about running a marathon is carb loading. You get to eat whatever you want for two days beforehand. Anyway, so that's my idea about the Olympics, is stick a fucking, stick a normal person lane next to every other, every, all these amazing athletes. Then, my other idea is, just to then remind everyone that these are just normal, regular, everyday humans with a really good skill, you take all of the gold medalists at the end and you have one event one final event that will decide the winner of the Olympics. And this event is the non-dominant arm throw. <laughs> so you take Usain Bolt and all the other people and you make them do this to see who throws something the furthest. <laughs> because that shit is fucking hilarious. No one, unless they're fully ambidextrous, can do that and not look like a complete retard. <laughs> okay, so uh, what was the other thing I want to talk about? Allergies. Anybody here got any allergies? Did anyone know that you can develop allergies later in life? Like you can go your whole life and then one day, bam, no fucking bread. You can't have, my sister developed, my other sister developed this a few years ago, celiac disease. One day she was like, can't have bread anymore. Her stomach swells up, she looks like five months pregnant if she has like a crumb of bread. The only thing it's good for is that it gets her seat on public transport. <laughs> Uh, so I developed this uh, a few years ago, not, not a celiac disease, I got a hazelnut allergy. All of a sudden, one day I was at work, and I ate a bag of nuts, and my throat started to swell up out of fucking nowhere. I was like, this is fucking weird, what the fuck is going on? So I phoned my sister, she's like, you're having an allergy. Anyway, I got tested, massive hazelnut allergy, which I was like, no, hazelnuts aren't in anything. Nutella, people. <laughs> fucking Nutella. Which you, you say Nutella? Do, people, do Americans call Nutella? Okay, good, okay. Okay, that's good. So, Nutella and Ferrero Rocher, which are like two of my favorite things as a child. I was like, fuck this. That's the worst. But they're not like huge losses. It's not the worst food allergy. But there is one shining light. Now, there is a fairly healthy history of mental illness in my family. Um, and I just thought that if one day... That gets the best of me. I am going to have the best suicide ever. <laughs> and it's going to be like a fucking scene out of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, but just like Nutella jars and fucking Ferrero Rocher gold wrappers <laughs> thrown around a fucking hotel room. It's going to be epic. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Johnny Isaacs. Comments. Um, I, I thought it was really good. I liked your I liked your jokes, particularly the like Olympic stuff. Um, 
one, I mean, you, you could um, just add on. I think there's more room in the Olympics one, particularly with having normal people compete against, you know, like Olympians, just like with, I don't know, kids on a bobsled in for the, um, That's good, what, yeah. whatever it is. Or, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff you the could do with Olympics, that. Winter Olympics, yeah. Yeah. Mental. And I thought um, there was certain moments where you had like, it felt like you had the punchline like really well figured out and those were all really good. And then there were certain moments where you kind of, talked like really fast and it kind of some of the words blurred together so and it's it's probably more of just a personal preference like i just prefer slower comedy stuff and i this more of a style thing but i I would just say maybe try slowing down a little bit when you're speaking just because i I don't know are you were you nervous or uh nervous and not as well prepared as i should have been yeah well that's kind of a bad thing but yeah 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 but i mean like i did really like your jokes well i think also i mean you have an accent and so it's going to take us a little bit i mean yeah just I've been to London. Okay. No, I, I, I hear mean, you. I, I, I hear I'm world you. Renowned. No, I just okay. I it's mean not the just to emphasize <laughs> yeah. like yeah, the, yeah. the importance on stage of an I've I've got a whole bit about when people aren't expecting the accent and especially in restaurants, no one understands the word water. Because if they're not expecting it, they're like, water. It sounds <laughs> right, very different, right. you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's true though. People sort of thrown by it at first. Yeah, I think if I'm better prepared, I do talk slower. Than yeah, that. but point. but but um, yeah, yeah. Was, and then the only other thing was you um, you almost viciously attacked the cord with your with your other hand, yeah. your free hand, and it's a little bit distracting. Yeah. Um, just just to see like you, I almost got interested to see how how tightly you could wind it. But um, <laughs> okay, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you could have done more with the carb loading. I thought that was really funny. With the what? The carb loading, like the best part of oh, running yeah, marathon. Because. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can use this if you want. I like signed up for two half marathons and like did the carb loading and then like didn't do the half marathon. I was just, like total waste. So you can, like pretend that you did, and the the fact that like it's like very like everyone accepts that this is like a very like it's like a thing you really have to do, you know, before running a marathon. I, I don't know. No, that's really good. Yeah, that's I think it's a funny word too. It is. I think I much. think the track for the regular people is a stellar idea and super 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 funny. Yeah, I sort of skipped over it a bit more than I would like. I didn't explain it very well. well no, I I definitely got it, and I thought it was hilarious because once you start watching the Olympics, there is that like burnout feeling. It's like watching Cirque du Soleil. Like once you've been there and it's been like 55 minutes, you're like, oh look, they're flipping people seven stories in the air, whatever. <laughs> and you just sort of like lose how amazing it is that that's all happening. And I think that that's just a brilliant idea and very, very funny and totally original. I've never heard that before, but it's really great. Yeah, also, and you haven't had that control of your people since you lost the colonies, maybe something, some colonial reference to the Brits used to, that yeah, back in the, the day, they had that kind of regalia, like the coronation of you know whoever that's a good idea yeah i've got i've got i might mix up with something else i've got an opening bit where i talk about being a brit and that's one of the things that i'm good at is getting into other people's countries and then fucking them up or like <laughs> you know you could twist that a different way cool thank you very much sweet put your hands together everybody for johnny yeah. isaacs all right so we have 12 minutes left and we have six people on the list so that's too many. But um, I, we're just going to do quick three-minute sets with the rest of the people that are here. I'm going to honk you at two, and we're going to see how many we can get through. Your first comedian, he's here. He's going to tell you jokes. Put your hands together for Joseph Ugalde. What's happening, gang? Oh, man. Uh, some folks in Europe, where was it? Poland, have announced that they're gonna, they are going to—they have a new idea for a beer. They're going to start brewing beer. Uh, that uses bacteria from a woman's vagina. Yeah, and that's not, does that sound refreshing? 
I think so. I don't know. So, yeah, they're going to call it Bush Light. No. No, no, that's terrible. That's not true. They're actually, they're actually going to call it Pap Test Blue Ribbon. No, that's not true at all. Actually, they're going to call it Jodie Foster's Lager. No, that's... <laughs> why are you picking on Jodie Foster, dude? Oh, man, that's it. Uh, I had uh, a... Uh, when I was a kid, I was an only child, so you have to use your imagination a lot as an only child. So I had... You know, girls have dolls, but boys have what? Action figures. That's right. That's the. That's what. That's what men have. Young men, not dolls. The thing is, though, at a certain point, you get to like age ten or eleven, and you still like your action figures, but you're starting. Uh, you know, as a straight boy, I'm starting to notice girls. So at some point, uh, I actually made my action figures start having sex with each other. And but I I, I was thorough though. I would like. Uh, make boobs out of Play-Doh and put the, so, so there's Batman, uh, you know, motorboating Robin and his fake Play-Doh boobs. Uh, G.I. Joe saw some stuff in the war. <laughs> and he just wanted to be held. And Chewbacca was the one to do it. So I think that's great. Uh, finally, I went to the uh, the aquarium in the park uh, last week. My favorite sea creature, because I can relate to him as a comedian, is the eel. Because the eel just kind of like hangs halfway out of a rock. He's just kind of bobbing there in the waves. And it's been said that the eel looks like he just told a joke and he's waiting for a response. He's all. I mean, what's he say? What's his material? He's like, so then I said, with friends like this, who needs anemones? <laughs> uh, underwater, no one can hear you laugh. That's it, gang. I'm Joseph. We couldn't even done that on the Joe Gorsuch because those were all stellar. We wouldn't have anything to say. All right, your next comedian is very, very funny man. Put your hands together for David Klein. Do you guys ever realize you're on a different life path than your friends? Uh, my friend just told me he bought a house, and I told him I bought dickalphabet.com. But I was drunk, and I spelled it dickalphabet.com. And then I woke up, and I was sober, and I bought dickalphabet.com. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Um, the Giants are back on. Any Giants fans in the audience? I don't really care. Just asking. Uh, no, it's weird. They're, I, I can't stand it. They're obsessed with torture. They're always talking about being tortured and living this tortured existence. Like, I don't think that's the appropriate word to use to talk about sports. Like, what's it really like? like hey there, Giants fans. Welcome to whatever the fuck this stadium's called. And we have Hunter Pence up at the plate. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And with that, it's waterboarding night at AT&T Park. Ladies and gentlemen, come down to the field. Bring your rally rags. Um, po uh, Angel Pagan with his freakish arms will be there to put you in a state of simulated drowning. Come back tomorrow. It's Dick Cheney bobblehead night. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Maybe Giants fans are really sensitive, like their emotional spectrum, everything affects them. You know, and for them, losing a game is literally torture. 
or something that's okay. They could have okay sex, and it would be great. A Giants fan can wear eight condoms at the same time and just be like, oh, this sex is so good. Or uh, I guess a real Giants fan would get the colors right, and uh, they need to wear eight orange condoms and have sex with a black person. Um, Or if you're a black person, you're going to want to have sex with an orange person, so you'll need to go to the marina. Um, local joke, boom. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, I think uh, Morgan Freeman is a pretty good actor. He's always playing the same role in movies, just over and over again. Uh, you know, I'll believe he can act when he like plays someone with Down syndrome, or uh, like a baby that hit its head really hard, and then he grows up and talks about eating paint. Uh, well, this has been killer, you guys. I'm Dave Klein. Morgan Friedman is a really good actor. Shawshank Redemption is on the Netflix right now, just for, for if anybody wants to chill later. Uh, your next comedian, she has a new open mic on Sundays at Zoe's down on 24th Street. Uh, signups are at 9, and the show's at 9.30. Put your hands together, everybody, for Audrey Crescenti. Hey, it's actually tonight. It's at 9. It's not, I thought it was today outside tonight. Yeah, it's, t- it's Mondays. Oh, okay. Um, all right, new shit. Uh, let's see. Oh, I uh, I used to work by Hate, and I was smoking a bowl of pot with my cappuccino outside my work. Perfectly fine activity in the Hate ashbury And some guy walks by trying to troll me, I think. Some older guy, and he walks by, and he's like, uh, come on, why are you always, you know, why are you, why? not always, he's never seen me before, why are you uh, smoking pot, you're advertising weed to the kids? And I wanted to go walk a half a block up that way to the Haight-Ashbury, uh, literally the world's most famous advertisement for weed. Uh, what else? I had something else for that. I got to keep moving, though. Uh, men, a lot of men on the street ask dumb questions. A guy asked me last week, why are you hiding your body? Uh, which is a weird and dumb question because no one walks around naked. No one does that. Why would you? That's like walking into a bank and just shouting, why are y'all hiding the money? Uh, it's weird. Let's see. Uh, mom told me, oh no, that's a good one, but it takes too long. Only hipsters like Bernie. Maybe they have a point. Bernie's so hip, he's been a diehard since democracy's first record. I don't know what that means. Um, people always describe sexy women as mysterious, uh, magical, feminine mystique, succubus. Is it? Is it? Oh, really? Okay. Uh, people, <laughs> thank you. People always describe uh, sexy women as mysterious or magical. You know, the feminine mystique, succubus, witches, mermaids, sexy aliens, Victoria's Secret. I think the only secret Victoria has is that she sometimes poops, farts, and doesn't feel horny all the time. Um, gender's a performance. A lot of people say that. I think it's more of a game. The game being, not it. Um, Sometimes the sound of another culture's music makes me hungry and I feel bad. All right, that was a a real good, what, what, one minute? Am I at one minute? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Advertising, this is everything. My mom told me as a kid, when men look at you, uh, they're fantasizing about you. You need to ruin the fantasy, and the way you do that is uh, by aggressively spitting or picking your nose. And uh, I haven't really written a joke for that yet. I just really like that as a premise. Thanks, Pam. See you. Audrey Crescenti. Go to Herpa Mike tonight at Zoe's at 9 o'clock. Sign-ups shows at 9.30. All right. 
William Lushbow. Oh. By the way, Audrey, that nose picking's not going to work. Shit. I, lo- I love a nose picker. I love a woman that digs for gold, baby. I'm from California. What do you think? Gold digging Jamie Foxx. Don't shake your head at me. Fuck all. Fuck you individually. The rest of you guys are great. Uh, you guys are great people. Uh, I like chilling. You get chill, hanging out. Uh, have dumb homies. I only hang out with fucking dumbass fools, dude. I don't have no smart friends. Fuck that, you know? Your dumb homies are special. Your dumb homies will ride or die for you because they're too stupid to know it's not worth it. You know what I mean? <laughs> dumb homie will put the life out on the line. Protect me. Save me. Fuck. All the smart people know they could just make a new friend. That's what they know. You just, honestly, you just go on Facebook and people are really lonely. Um... <laughs> Uh, hey, you guys like working hard? Ex- it, oh, some of you are fucking sad. Okay, did someone say yeah? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Fuck working hard, you know? Like, you're not going to trick me. I hate when people say, if you work hard, good things will happen. You ain't going to trick me. I've heard of slavery, homie. You know what I'm saying? You can work really hard and nothing good happens. That's why I get excited when the unemployment rate rises because that means all the work's done you know <laughs> all all the work's complete sh- you know what we need to have the unemployment rate be the new 99 percent so we could chill as a nation everybody you ready to chill hell no you got a motorcycle you're all aggressive shit no that's not yours Bad joke, everybody. Uh, my one of my coworkers, uh, he thinks that like every w- woman at work who stares at him is trying to fuck him. You know, he's always like, "Look at man, fucking, she's staring at me, bro." Blah blah. And I'm like, "You're a barista. They're supposed to look at you throughout your shift. You know what I mean?" And he's like, "Nah, nah, dude, nah." But I think it's because you got to be hopeful in life. Like people are really optimistic. It would be sad if it was like he was really depressed and he was like, "Man, nobody ever looks at me at work, man. No one's ever hitting on me." It's like, sure they are, dude. They look at you right in the eyes. And then he's like, "Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot the end of this joke." Everybody, boo me collectively. My name is William Lushbaugh. Thank you. Good night. William Lushbaugh, I'm so sorry we don't have time for you, Daniel Vito Burner Hicks. I'm sorry, but we don't. Because the next show, I know I always pronounce your name wrong too, and I know that makes you crazy, but it's such a weird long name. Uh, and come back next week and. Um, and um, there's happy hour on Friday. There's always a pre-sign list that goes out at noon, and then it closes about four. And then there's a show from 6 to 8. And Pamtastics this week is from 8 to 10. And it should be a lot of fun. Uh, It's a really good lineup. It's always a really good lineup. Uh, Thanks for being here. See you next week. Bye. Tell me what food relieves in 
insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com 
for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m.s at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. 
rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, we're in both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio.